Good evening. Um, that really was uh, a good choice of scripture. I hadn't really thought about, uh, Glenn had told me he was going to read about the lepers. I hadn't really thought too much about how that applies to this subject. But as he was talking, I was thinking back over people that I've talked with. And uh, <clears throat> the intense struggles they have had, uh, I know, we know, Mary Sue and I know really quite a few single people and older singles. And um, I would say that one of, the, one of the big issues, and I'll talk about this a little later, uh, is that the challenge of belonging and feeling like uh, a misfit and don't belong anywhere. And uh, I think that gets close to the leprosy issue. I want to start this evening by uh, talking in a general way about where all of us fit into the kingdom of God and the call we have as kingdom people. And I've talked about this some before with you people, but I, <clears throat> I'm not sure what I said or how much I said. So I'm going to talk first of all about um, the broader the broader kingdom of God idea that we all are part of the kingdom and finding our place in the kingdom, whether we're single or married, and then I want to talk about some challenges of singles. Uh, one thing I want to say, too, in the beginning is that uh, if you think very hard about this subject and try to uh, and think about talking about it in front of people, uh, I'm, I soon realize it's kind of a sensitive subject and there's a lot of issues in it. And I can't really speak to all of them and I won't answer all the questions either. But uh, we'll think on it. Uh, first of all, then, I want to say in relation to the broader issue of the kingdom that I believe every believer needs to develop a vision for participating with God in his kingdom work. And it doesn't matter if you're married or you're single. We need, we need to have an understanding of the kingdom of God that, that we, we are all uh, co creators with God and co-rulers with God in the world, there's a place for us in God's kingdom to participate with God in whatever, <clears throat> I was going to say, in whatever he's up to in the world. Whatever is on God's mind, whatever it is he's trying to do, he, he calls people to participate with him in this work. And that, that, that's a bigger, I think, a bigger way of thinking about who I am than, than thinking that I live here in this little place and I'm going to see if I can find a job and see if I can make a little money and see if I can find a little food to eat. Uh, our place in the world has to be connected to who God is and what it is he wants to do in the world. And that, that is the place all of us can have. So can we get a vision for being a kingdom of God person, no matter if we're married or single? 
So I want to talk a little bit about what I mean by the kingdom of God, and then I want to talk about where we fit in that. Uh, When I say the kingdom of God, I mean the place where God uh, is ruling. Um, One way to think about this, it's a little bit hard maybe to think about, but one way to think about this is uh, the space, the physical space that you occupy, if you occupy that space in a godly way, then the kingdom of God is present in that space. Did that make sense? If you are occupying a classroom, if you're occupying a house, if you're occupying the milking parlor, whatever space you occupy, that is your, that's the place where you exercise authority and you're ruling in some sense. And to the degree that you discern what God wants to do in that space you're in, and you exercise, discern uh, what is a godly character and what is God's purposes for that space, then the kingdom of God is present there with you there in that space. And you are bringing the kingdom of God into that space. So it doesn't matter if you're married or single. It doesn't matter where your place is, high or low, Uh, God has given each of us physical space that we occupy, and we can occupy it in a godly manner. Of course, that depends how godly we are, how surrendered to God we are. Um, When we make choices that bring righteousness and peace and joy into our space, that is bringing the kingdom of God. And we need to gain a vision of God's kingdom, and we need to gain a vision of our place and who we can be and what, who God wants us to be, who we are as a child of God. And so God's kingdom is the space that God rules. And God's kingdom is present when God's will and purpose is being done. And people participate with God in building his kingdom to the extent that they discern kingdom principles and live them out. And, uh, of course, we, we are called to do this. We have the opportunity to do this within, out of, our relationship with Christ. We're not expected to live a godly kingdom of God life on our own. We do this in cooperation, in relationship with Christ. And so we we are meant to exercise this dominion um, in cooperation with God and within our relationship with God. Uh, So one way I think about church life and family life is that what we're doing in church life and what we're doing in The goal of church and the goal of parents, one goal, one way to think about it is to help people, help children, learn to live in a surrendered to Jesus relationship 
in order to become a more mature, a fully mature person, so we can participate with God in kingdom work. That, that's what we're doing. Um, now, each of us, of course, uh, has calling, has tasks, has gifts. We are each gifted in different ways. And so we need to gain a vision of our calling. Uh, this is part of uh, what parents do and pastors do with people. Help them think about who they are as a Christian and how they're gifted and what their interests are and their skills and all of this. Now, in the Genesis 1, uh, I maybe should have read this to start with, but here in Genesis 1 is where I'm getting this, and it also relates to being single because there's a little problem here. Uh, <clears throat> Genesis 1.26, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, let, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, um, the two things that stand out here of our tasks, whether you're single or married, is you, you are a co-ruler with God. This is God's statement. And, uh, and you're a co-creator. Now, the thing about that that's a difficult is it seems here to apply only if you're married. It's about having children and replenishing the earth. Okay, you, you do realize parents are co-creators with God. They are creating, creating physical life. That is a, uh, a really mysterious thing that you're able to create a person somehow in somewhat the same way that God created Adam and Eve out of nothing but anyway, that, that's, uh, I've puzzled over that some. How, what, what are we, it's a very, um, a gift of God to people, trust people that way. And of course it gets abused and there are children born with, uh, not in a home and not in good situations. But this, this is the responsibility. Now the question could be asked, uh, this, this command here, how does this relate to being single? Because singles can't, can't participate in that. So uh, the command here seems to be uh, to Adam and Eve to marry. Well, this ought to be a conversation rather than me just up here talking because it's a little bit of a difficulty. To marry because... Uh, because the man should not be alone and have children. Now, uh, I feel a need to say, pardon me, 
you know, but one of my habits is that I tend to uh, see the other side or see the difficulty these people over here will have. And as soon as I read that, I see a difficulty that I know a good many women who are offended by that statement. That, that the reason to get married is because the man would be alone otherwise. So marriage is all about a man. It's all about making men happy. It's all about keeping them from being alone. Well, I don't know if that's quite what God intended us to get out of that. I don't think that's really the whole purpose of marriage. Marriage is so men won't be alone. I don't believe that. But my point is that this creates a difficulty for people who are not married. Now, where do they fit? They are alone, see. Uh, now, another thing, <clears throat> just to uh, extend the difficulty a little further, the command there in Genesis 1, by the time I get done, I'm going to need a lot of help. This command in Genesis 1 also runs counter to Paul's statement in 1 Corinthians 7, where he says, by permission and not by commandment, that's his words, that the unmarried and widows should remain single, as he is, uh, due to the added distraction of married life and perhaps some social conditions. I'm not sure what all was involved, but that was his statement. That it's okay to be single, and it may be better to be single, depending on the situation. Um, <clears throat> Paul also says in that chapter that each person has his gift. Uh, some, he says, the gift to be married, and some the gift to be single. Now, I'm going to be really, really blunt and honest here that I know a good many people who are single who do not think they have the gift to be single. And I know people who are married who do not believe they have the gift to be married. And that probably that statement does not, it doesn't solve anything, but I'm just telling you that these, these statements don't make everything easy. There's, there's quite a challenge here in in understanding uh, who we are and where we fit here in God's program. Now, I want to say it doesn't matter, though, if you have the gift or don't, if you're single or you're married, there's still, I think, the responsibility to bring the kingdom of God into the place you are by living in a godly way. So whether single or married, each of us faces a challenge of learning to live a kingdom of God life where we are, no matter what our circumstances. So a major challenge, first of all, the first major challenge I have here for singles is to understand how they fit into what appears to be a blanket command to be married, as if everybody will be married, everybody should be. That is not how it is, and, and this, this is, I think, I think singles struggle to make sense of it, even biblically. The Bible's commands and then the permissions and 
the gifting comments and so on. I think it's a challenge for singles to understand how this is supposed to work. And and I don't I don't think well I was gonna say I don't think it helps to make the kind of statements that we do sometimes. But I believe what helps is at least to hear what they have to say and to care about them when they're talking about it. To understand try to understand what they what they're talking about. Uh, a second major challenge that I uh, have heard for singles is to determine what to do with their life. Uh, now, especially as a teenager and young adult, but even throughout one's whole life, I've found, you can spend most of our lives trying to understand what we should do with our lives. Now, some of you might think that's crazy. But uh, worrying about, too, what are we supposed to do with our lives? And it is kind of an odd thing that you can be 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old, and trying to figure out what job to take. You know, what, what direction should I go in life? And what should I do with my life? And in some, in some ways, this never ends. And it's not just a single person's challenge. But it is their challenge. Um, married women usually, I'm thinking of the single women. Married women usually have children, and they are homemakers. And they're busy at home, and their husbands are earning a living, uh, at least mostly a living. And single women, generally, are trying to figure out how to make enough money to support themselves. So the, the situation for single women is very different. Uh, well, they, they usually are trying to think wh whether they should have a job to make hourly wage and um, clean houses or something, I don't know things like this, or should I try to have a career and become a nurse, and depending on the church and the social whatever structure views, uh, having a woman, a single woman having a career sometimes is frowned on, and that can be very confusing. Uh, I think single men in terms of their life have more freedoms than single women just me making my statement. I think that's true. Um, they have to figure out, the women have to figure out how to support themselves, and uh, that, that can be somewhat of a challenge. So th this is a major challenge. Um, now, I, I don't know if I've ever told you people about my uh, I'm, I'm 66 and still trying to figure out what to do with my life. Um, when I was 15 years old, uh, and, and most of you aren't old enough to remember, we lived in the old house there on the farm where that commodity shed is now. 
And uh, when I was 15 years old, I remember one morning um, lying in bed, and I was daydreaming. And uh, I'm not sure why I was doing that, because I, as I recall, I usually got up fairly early and milked or helped with the chores. For some reason, I wasn't doing that, and I was daydreaming. I was awake, and I was just letting my mind go wherever it would about what I was going to do with my life. And you have to understand, I'm 15, and I don't know, I don't know if I hardly knew there was another state in the United States except Virginia. I think I did, you know, kind of. But I, I did not have a very big picture of the world. And, uh, and what I thought about was that uh, the things that came to my mind was that I was going to be ordained. Some of this is a little bit embarrassing, but hey. I was going to be ordained, and I was going to talk to people, and I was going to build a school there in the field by the house, by the farmhouse, which was ridiculous, I know. It was really ridiculous. I didn't know what talking to people meant. I, it's just the thoughts came to me, and I didn't. I hated school. I literally hated school. So I could not make any sense of that either. But now, you know, after life has gone on, I've actually done all of that, kind of, except I didn't build a school out in the field. Um, now, you can reflect on these kind of things and wonder, you know, what, what, what do these kind of thoughts that we have in our dreams, and maybe they're not even our dreams, there's things come to us. What, what does all that add up to? And um, one of the questions can be, I think, when, you, when you're young, you're single, I think you can wonder, can I do anything I decide I want to do? And I think for some people, they probably think they can. And I do believe that you can, you can do a lot of things in your life if you have a dream to do it and believe God called you to do it and you are um, <clears throat> it takes a fair amount of determination to do some things. If you're determined enough and have enough perseverance and, and can endure uh, some, some uh, failure without falling apart. Y you can do a fair amount of things if you decide to do them, okay? There are some people probably who, who might even say that anybody can get married if they want to. I, I know, I'm really trodden around here on everybody's toes, I mean, hey. But I don't happen to believe that. I, I don't think that's quite true. Um, I do believe you can do many things if you decide it's God's will and, it, and put forth the effort. But I would say we can't wake up one morning and just decide we're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or president of the United States or whatever, whatever else it is. And um, some things we can do that, but not, not everything. There's more involved. 
What our lives become is a result of a lot of factors, some of them in our control and some of them not. Um, some of what we do with our lives and how well we live our lives is uh, certainly dependent on our skills and our gifts and our uh, righteousness of character. Uh, but some of it does depend, I believe, on circumstances and opportunities. And uh, I'm, re I'm just remembering, um, I had a teacher at Liberty back in the 80s. He taught a bio biology class, and he was from India. I don't remember his name. He was an excellent teacher, and he had a little bit of a, um, I don't know what to say, the way he spoke, I had a little trouble understanding his English. He probably didn't understand mine either. But anyway, he was a really good teacher, and when he got on the section of human biology, it, it, was, it, was, um, it was impressive. And uh, by the time we got through that section, I, I, I was... Um, well, I was just enthralled with how God had made our bodies and how intricate and complicated they are and the fact that they even function right. And um, I went up after class one day and I, I uh, thanked him for his teaching and I praised him on being a good teacher. And then I asked him why he was not a medical doctor because I just thought the man knows, I mean, why isn't he a doctor? And he he looked at me a while and he said, well, uh, actually, I wanted to be a medical doctor and that's what I dreamed of being as a child, but in India that cost so much money and I could not get the money to do it and so I decided to be a teacher. And uh, so I'm just saying in some places, in some circumstances, you can't just decide you're going to do this and we, we are really in our country very... Uh, privileged in that way. We can, we can do more, but um, uh, I, would, I would just say to wake up one morning and decide that I'm going to get married and then, and then you just do it. Uh, <clears throat> I have fairly strong opinions about that. And uh, so I want to say, you better be talking to your parents and your brother and sister, and, if, and uh, you better come talk to me. <laughs> I've helped a few people get married, and I've helped a few people not get married. So you may not want to talk to me. All right. Uh, a major challenge, I mentioned belonging. A major challenge for singles is to find their place of belonging. Uh, married people belong to their spouses. A single people can feel like they don't belong to anybody. Now, there is this, though, that I know, I do know married people who've, who struggle to belong to their spouses. Uh, they, they aren't sure even if their spouses like them. I know, I know some people like that. But I'm saying, in general, that is true. And I think it's true, maybe I'm talking too much reality here, but 
<clears throat> I think it does help if people have a realistic view of these things rather than a, a uh, idealistic uh, view that everybody that's married has a wonderful home life and the children are wonderful and all of this works wonderful and they have no idea that there's struggles and in their challenges no matter where you live. So there is though this issue of belonging. Uh, older singles especially if they live in a different community from their parents and there's some here in this situation. Um, or if, if older singles if their parents have died uh, I know some of these people, and they they really do struggle to feel like they belong. And um, in the in the community there at Guy's Mills, where we were, of course, Faith Builders. There's a number of singles work there at Faith Builders, older singles, and so you you know you have these conversations about older being older and not being with your parents, and where do I belong? Um, now, <clears throat> another issue related to that is uh, how, how are singles supposed to fit in the life of the church? Um, and again, I'm, I'm focused a little bit here on the ladies, but it's the men too. Um, in some, I don't think it's that way here, but in some situations, some church life, uh, it's only the married men who really participate in any conversation about church issues. And the singles, no matter how old they are, they, have, they, are, they never contribute anything. So they, they aren't really full members of the church. I'm being a little critical in the way I said that, but I'm just saying, it's an issue. Um, and then I, I know that in some situations, the single ladies... The, the men, the single men will participate in here in conversations, but the single ladies, they aren't in a home. They have no idea what is going on in church. They have no clue except what's said over the pulpit in an announcement. They don't know anything that's going on, and uh, I, I know some, some of these single ladies uh, live in some fear about that cause they, they don't know if they're doing okay or not doing okay. Nobody's talking to them, and then there's these statements made. They don't know how it relates to them. Anyway, these, these are challenges, and uh, the one thing I thought about, um, I actually tried to accomplish this at Guy's Mills, but I wasn't very successful at it, so <laughs> take that as... This is a challenge. <clears throat> I had suggested there that the older the older couples should uh, try to include uh, singles in their home life in some way. Uh, but that that that's somewhat of a challenge too. But that I think there are ways that that can be done. Um, so th this thing of, of uh, people, us viewing each other as having leprosy, you know, um, we all have leprosy. We all do. 
It doesn't matter what your place in life or what your role in the church or what your age is or single or married. We all have uh, places that Jesus needs to redeem and heal. So we, we, all, we all need some help in this. So <clears throat> uh, what I'm saying here this evening is that, we, first of all, we need to develop a vision for our place in the kingdom of God and uh, that wherever we are, we can bring the kingdom of God into that space. And I'm saying that, that who we are as a person, single or married, is, is a primary question, is more important than the question of whether or not I'm married. We can live a full life, I believe this is true, uh, single or married, if we can find our place in God's kingdom and how he wants us to live in a kingdom way where we are. We, there can be fulfillment there if we understand our gifts and skills in our place, whatever place he gives us. Uh, but, I, but I am also saying that there are, other, there are some unique challenges for singles and I'm also saying that we need to, we need to think, uh, those of us who are married, we need to think about what we can do to, to bless those who are struggling with belonging, wonder where they fit. We need to gain a vision for surrendering to God. All of us need this. Uh, work work at a vision. Have a vision for surrendering to God all that God has given us so that the good purposes of God can be fulfilled in our lives. And each of us is unredeemed in some way and we need to gain a vision of the redemption and restoration that God wants to do in our hearts, in our lives, wherever we are, in the way we think, our attitudes, our feelings, uh, whatever it is that hinders us from bringing the reign of God uh, into the situations that we're in. We need to think about how does God want to work in my life and how can I become a, um, a better kingdom of God person. <clears throat>